0: Welcome to the Ed Milet Show, the place for winning. Here he is.
1: Welcome back to Max Out with Ed Milet. To my left here is Dave Meltzer. Welcome, brother.
0: I talk about brother, you are a brother from another mother. I can't believe the similarities. Right. I hope it's
1: interesting to other people. I know. We think it's interesting, <laughs> right. but hopefully hopefully, it's interesting for all of you. Dave's the CEO of Sports One Marketing. He's also one of the great philanthropists in the country, and he's an interesting man. And that's why this conversation today, I think, can alter your life, too, because he's a sports agent, but he also does all these other things. He's been successful in the real estate space, in the technology space. He's now in sort of the life strategy and coaching space as well. But when I first started to read about you, I thought, I'm going to meet this sports agent guy. He's going to be intense. He's going to be kind of a grinder, you know? And uh, I found out it was almost like I'm meeting the Wayne Dyer of sports agents. You know, I'm this that. very zen, very <laughs> energy-based guy like I am. And so we share a whole lot in common. So today's conversation, I think you're going to love everybody. So let's start out a little bit about you, though. Um, you end up doing really well right out of college, right? So law school. Out of law school. Yeah. So you went to Tulane Law School. Yes, sir and you graduate there, and within nine months, tell them what happened to you. Because I want you all to hear the ups and downs of real life business and real life from one of the most successful people in the country. So what happens out of law school? So, so out of law school, I have two choices for jobs.
0: And That's it's good. a recession. Right. One was to be a real lawyer, oil yeah. and gas litigator, You know, big money, I, all I wanted to do is be rich, is why I went to law school. <laughs> and then the second was to work in the internet. Okay. And I got offered a job to sell legal research online by West Publishing, big, big legal publisher. And so I go to my mom, because you'll appreciate this, I go to my mom, hey, what should I do, mom? My big advisor, you know, I grew up with a single mom, six kids, and she, without blinking, is like, you need to be a real lawyer, because (laughs) this internet thing is a (laughs) fad. So she calls the internet a fad, and I always say, because I like to teach lessons, biggest lesson of my life was just because somebody loves you, doesn't mean they give you good advice. Amen. And I see so many people, mm. entrepreneurs in relationships. They ask for advice for people that don't know anything. My mom's a second grade teacher. Right. What Be- does she know about beautiful soul,
1: but not a technology expert? No. And right.
0: if I would have followed, it would have, I think slowed down or mm. you know at yeah. least not allowed me to have the acceleration I had. So I took the technology job. Right. Uh, you know, single, money hungry, yeah. in a sales job in the internet. Yeah. And yeah. I made a fortune nine months into it i had three goals when i went to law school if i could only pay back my law loans okay. buy my mama home yep and buy my mama a car
1: so mom even though she gave you the advice the other way was the driving force behind most of the beginning of oh, it oh
0: i choke up still i got mommy issues um <laughs> and yeah. i was so proud of myself because i still had a little you bit left choke over. Up. you do yeah oh you'll yeah. see yeah uh but i bought myself a big screen tv that, that was, that was that the big thing was, you did for you nine months yeah and i and i saved every penny. Mm. I had a $25 per diem. I bought mm. peanut butter and jelly to take on the road with me so I could wow. get the extra $175 a week.
1: As you're accumulating a million dollars in savings over that time, yeah.
0: did you save a million bucks the first time? Oh, I, was- I saved more. more. I oh. saved almost every penny because the company I traveled so much, yeah. I got it for a, a car, house, everything they paid for. I was right. in hotel rooms, wow. I had corporate suites in Indiana. Wow. And so. It was a perfect job for me because it was a full expense account. My laundry was paid for, yeah. my food, yeah. and I still, I wore for three years, embarrassing enough, yeah. I wore the same pair of socks, <laughs> not because I couldn't afford new ones, but I somehow in my sports mind, yeah. I, I thought they were lucky.
1: You were lucky socks. And I yep. was like
0: in the East Coast and my shoe had a hole in the bottom and the sock, <laughs> and I finally, and I was a a very wealthy young man, yeah, and that's right. like more than a million dollars, and I'm
1: wearing holes in my sock and <laughs> shoes in the snow. That's true. I think, I, by the way, I had the hole in the shoe thing going. I did the same thing. I saved every dollar. Mine didn't replace my shoes, not because they were lucky. I was being cheap. I was trying to save every buck. <laughs> nice. But I got to tell you, there's a lesson one just to start the interview. There's more dreams stolen from people who love you than by people who don't love you. Just oh. the advice we take or the people that talk us out of it because we take advice from people we love in areas where they're not competent, right? Exactly. How to take advice from your mom on how to love somebody. That'd be great advice, right? Yeah. But on how, to how to teach and motivate a young man. right? So be very careful just because you love them or they love you of thinking they have some expertise in an area that you don't, right? They probably don't. And so oftentimes we take advice from the wrong person, derails our dreams. So that's lesson one. One more
0: thing, too. Yeah.
1: We end up resenting them.
0: Mm. which is worse. So all the people that love wow. us most, we end up resenting them because they gave us bad advice. And meanwhile, mm. we should be accountable because we asked the second grade teacher for internet advice. Mm. It's, okay. And
1: that's the worst part. That's really true. So what happens after that? You do really well. So you've you, yeah. you become more than a millionaire, a multi-millionaire yeah, so I, early I, in life. Branded myself in technology, okay. which I thought was
0: a, a brave maneuver because I was so insecure about people knowing I was still a lawyer. My mom made me take the bar, for example. Okay. She didn't think the internet was gonna last, so I, I took the bar, I passed it, and I kept the ESQ on my business cards all the time. And okay. people was like, oh, you're a lawyer? And mm. I still had this ego. Meanwhile, I was making so much more wow. than all my lawyer friends. Wow! And so I had to let that go, and one of the biggest transitions was the first time I found my own frequency. Mm. I started branding myself as an internet guru. Okay, right? Okay. And so we ended up selling West Publishing billion Mm. to Thomson Reuters. Mm. And I was smart enough at that time. I heavily branded myself as the guy in the internet. Okay. So they paid me a ton to stay on. I had some stock. Wow. And so I stayed on to Thomson Reuters. How old are you right about that? Uh 27. That's incredible. Yeah. So I was the youngest executive at Thomson Reuters. Wow. Then the internet boom really happened. We got into the late mid to late 90s now. And the internet boom happens. Accenture, which was Anderson Consulting, did yes. our merger. Yep. So they hired me to run a Silicon Valley as a director okay. uh, for EveryPath, a wireless okay. proxy server company, All transcoding right. internet onto WAP phones. Okay. And now I just became a Silicon Valley kid in my 20s, but I really was hungry to learn how the money worked. Yeah. So I was the front guy. I'd go into HP Ventures, Emmerindo, Texas Pacific Group, Sequoia, yeah. and I'd build these relationships. I'm real good at you quickly are, getting you, to somebody. You connect, you yeah. connect. And I, I learned that money side of it. Okay. And getting those relationships was really key because Samsung wanted to get in the phone division. Yeah. And they ended up, it was chic to have a young CEO, Yeah. and I was good at raising money. Okay. And they put me in this position uh, we had the world's first smartphone.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did and you, are, you, are you are you catching this everybody? He's involved in the world's smart. I'm like Forrest Gump of business. You I think. are. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you manifested a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, that's so unreal. Subconsciously. Unbelievable. I, did you have the, um, did you have this energy then? Or so I know you're, you say you're a little bit more ego driven then though, right? But yeah. Like, so I had a very high energy, Okay. Uh, you know, just born
0: born that way. I didn't sleep a lot, Yeah. Uh, hyperactive, but I was always in my own way. I, mm. What was told to me, was I carried an energy of being stupid. Mm. Now, I need to explain that to people, that you can think and say and do certain things and believe certain things, but if you carry an energy that's different, it doesn't matter what you're trying to manifest. And let me give you an example. There's a lot of people that date the same person again and again and again or they have they the do. same business problem again and again and again, yeah. same obstacles. Yeah. No matter what they do, you seem to, what, why, why is this always happening to yes. me? It's because you carry an energy. I agree so with that. what I analyzed, and you know, I went to India and kind of mm-hmm. learned this stuff about yeah. myself, is number one, my siblings were all hyper-intelligent students. They all went to the Ivy Leagues. So I kind of had a chip on my shoulder that I didn't go to Harvard, Penn, or Columbia. My siblings were much more academic. So I had that going. Then when I was little, I was hyper, and they were good students. My grandma, who my mom was a teacher, would take us after school, was this wise old kind of Yoda type of character. And she would always say to me, I go, Grandma, I'm bored. I don't want to study. She goes, only stupid people get bored. Smart people think things to do. Well, this. Changed my cellular memory, That's right. my neural pathways, and into my code, That's my right. DNA. So my energy shifted. What did that mean, though? That means I projected my insecurity about being stupid. Yes. Made me an ego driven guy. Yes. Who then surrounded himself with the wrong people. Yeah. And
1: I used to be the smart, I made sure I was the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Now, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. So right. if you, I'm curious, because I 100% acknowledge, agree with all of that. You said you're a really motiv- money motivated young, right? Was that because you grew up with none of it? I'm just curious. Would you grow up poor, or how you me grow up? cry, man. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I think we similar. Yeah. I, I grew up with a single mom and six kids, five boys and a girl. So your mother raised six kids, most of which go to the Ivy League, and the other one turns out to be all you. All went to the Ivy League, and then you turn out to be this okay. I mean, unbelievable business well, we story. All got scholarships
0: story. to college. Unreal. Yeah. Wow. She was an amazing catalyst, and uh, but what from the time I remember, my parents got divorced. I I grew up happy though. My mom created this great, happy environment, but when I wasn't happy, it's because I'd catch her. I'm gonna choke up, yeah. but uh, the car would break down, and I yeah. see her crying, get, right? Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. or the dishwasher would break, or we couldn't go to summer camp. I remember mm. one time I really wanted to go to baseball camp, yeah. and I leave, and I turn around and say something, mm. and I saw my mom crying. Oh, so I said to myself, mm. oh, if I could be rich, mm. I could buy my mom a house, mm. buy my mom a car, give her enough money, so that she has all these options, mm-hmm. then
1: she would be happy. Wow. And so, 40 something years later, it still impacts you oh, right yeah. now, brother. Yeah. Oh, I, so, I work through that all the time. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That, that's, that's, wow.
0: And, and it hurt me too, because I created this weird relationship with my mom when I had a lot of money because mm. I felt so responsible for her. Mm. And I enabled my own mom. Okay, I right? can see that. You know, yep. I bought her house, I bought yep. her a car, and constantly our relationship became about what she could do for
1: you, what you could do for her, her, rather. Yeah, yeah. and I we shifted
0: done. that, but. Um, It's an extraordinary thing. I I have some energy healers and things that I know, cool people, but I go, someone should come up with their business, some of these energy healers, and just say, I specialize in mommy issues.
1: So you end up becoming part of the first flipping smartphone on top of the first business venture. So then how do you end up going from all of that into, you get into the real estate business, you get into, somehow you end up in the sports agent business or marketing business too, right? Yeah, so I've always believed in overlap or vertebrae approach to life. Okay. the legs feed the lion,
0: so make sure what you do well and you make your money at that you take care of, and then see what else you can do vertebraing off from that. So real estate was something because I had extra cash. and I came up with this philosophy of buying one property a year, 15-year mortgages. After 15 years, in the 16th year, I'd refinance it tax-free for about 200 grand each. So I'd always, you know, so I was so young, yeah. by the time I was 40, I was guaranteed 200 grand or
1: more okay. tax-free. Can I just interject? Yeah. I almost did the identical thing. It's like <laughs> our generation, right. It are was, it, was, uh, it was on all the infomercials, so that's what I learned to do, right? That was the whole process, so keep going. But I did yeah. the same exact thing.
0: Well, what happened was I was so successful at real estate, even yeah. when I was working in technology and, you know, at Samsung, yeah. that my properties, you know, here in California, sure. shot up. Right. So I started learning about refinancing. Okay. and leveraging
1: yeah here so we
0: go. i was leveraging into Good. some really cool I had a ski mountain uh put 12 million into a golf course and oh, it wow. ended up being we got Sam Sneed to design it. it ended up being the number one new course uh, eighth best in the nation with the
1: real estate development all around it yeah, too right 20, yeah 500 right. acres
0: right uh that
1: was crazy that's
0: awesome well anyway by the time uh, Samsung outgrew me. I used to yeah. tell people my ego, I used to say I semi-retired, I left. Yeah. No, they kicked my ass out. <laughs> I, I clearly now that I'm old enough remember right. Right. hey man, you've out kicked your coverage. Here's right. some money right. and leave. leave. I do have one more piece of advice. If anyone ever pays you to leave, take the money and leave. Leave. There's a lot of advice here. Yeah. <laughs> <It is. laughs>
1: Someone's gonna yeah. pay you to leave? Right.
0: It's beats them kicking you out yeah. with no it, money.
1: That's hundred percent
0: right. Yeah. I agree with that. And so I, I dabbled in some stocks and technology. Yeah. But I, I, you know, took a lot of my time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I was on this road. I had yeah. so much money. Yeah. I was married. I married my childhood yes. uh, sweetheart. Yeah. That's right. And I had three daughters, young girls. We yeah. lived in Manchester, Santa Fe. Yep. Beautiful and, area, by the way. Beautiful. Right. Area. Great place. Yep. And I started to self-loathe, like I was, we built that house. I remember mm-hmm. the first night I lied there. You may have this feeling, mm-hmm. I, ha- I just, yep. I'm sensing it. Yep. When you build something like this, yep. I lied there in the bed yeah. coming from nothing. Yep. And for the first time in my life, I wasn't happy.
1: Yes. I was empty. Yes, and, and about, I started about 10 minutes after. before you got here today. Isn't this unbelievable, my guys? about 10 minutes before you got here today, I just want you to know this. I had this exact conversation with my camera crew and my my, oh. my audio partners. So this exact conversation. So yes, it's, it's weird, true. weird, right? Yes. And then
0: I started buying things that didn't make you me got happy. It. More things, you got make, it. different things that yes. make me happy. Yes. And then I surrounded myself with wrong really people. wrong people. I started yeah. going to places I shouldn't go. Yeah. I was drinking too much, yep. dabbling in other things I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And my wife caught it immediately. She said, you're not paying attention. And we had a lot of money. Yeah. And my attitude to arrogance was, she was spiritual. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she did all kinds of meditation and readings. And yeah. I was like, what do you know? I made all this. Like, mm. literally, what are you complaining about? I have a Ferrari and a Porsche in the garage. <laughs> right, right. You have a na- living nanny yeah. and you don't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. You used to see what my poor mom would do. Right, right. Tears you of the two, yep. But sure enough, she came to me. I, I overheard her, actually. She could see things mm. dissipate. Yeah. She said, I'm scared to her uncle, who knew me since I was 10 said, man, I I don't think this is gonna last. Mm. And I'm terrified, and he Mm. said, I loved it. He Mm. goes, you know, everything always goes that kid's way. He goes, I can't wait to see what happens with his back (laughs) against the wall. Really, yeah. And and my wife approached me, said she wasn't happy, Mm. told me to take stock in who I was, and what I wanted to become. Now, I adored her since I was in the fourth grade. Mm. I spent one night thinking about it, and the hardest part for people to understand is when you have a lot of money, you don't go bankrupt and lose it in one night. Yeah, it took two years. Yeah. So for me, yeah, the hardest part was I changed before I started, or actually lost everything. Gotcha. Okay. I was starting to change. Yeah. Uh, I was in a lawsuit. My ego was in my way. Yeah. But it was too late. And the hardest part was when I actually went bankrupt in 2009. Okay. You went BK. BK. Okay. This my bad behavior started in 2007. Okay. In BK in 2009. I had already met Lee Steinberg, I was running the most notable sports agency, I was meditating every day. Okay, you had your act together. (laughs) Yeah, I had my act together. But the the weird thing was in that two years my wife would get more and more scared because I was given control to the universe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, yeah, yeah, right. And here, she was very spiritual, yeah, but, but I tested. You, put, you went to the extreme. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. From not being that way at all prior, right? At all. And okay. I was
0: in control. And I think it yeah. gave her some security that okay. I, I always was on top of everything, I was in control. Yeah. And I'd answer her, she goes, what are you gonna do?
1: I go, it'll unravel. You just knew. Yeah. You just knew. So let's talk about how that turnaround happened. So it ends up kind of going BK. Yeah. Real estate market takes a dump. Can't get your hands on some leverage anymore. So you're gonna have to be in that process. But you'd already been remaking yourself, already changing. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those key things for people that are there's a lot of people that are watching this like, hey, I need to remake. Right? I'm in that point, I gotta reboot, I gotta I gotta I gotta shift some things. I need to take personal inventory. Both of you and I are meditators, both you and I are people that really believe in energy. And so let's talk about just some of those key things that have worked for you, if you don't mind doing, okay? Absolutely. Talk a little bit about meditation, just that one topic alone, how that's impacted you and what you do with it. For me, meditation is about, believe it or not,
0: vibration. Yep. Everything I vibrates. Yep. Table, then plants, animals, mm-hmm. you know, humans, mm-hmm. light, sound, and then thought. Mm-hmm. Do you know what thought vibrates the fastest? The truth. The truth. The mm-hmm. truth vibrates the fastest. Okay. And so someone taught me if I could teach you to meditate to increase your vibration mm-hmm. so that you can live closer to your truth, mm-hmm. meaning you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less, less than, than you. you. So I'm gonna teach you through meditation to vibrate faster. Okay. And so I learned theta meditation. Okay. Uh, the other key component of meditation that I found in people like you and I that are reactive, yep. we're go-getters, is that I would waste so much energy reacting and I ran into a martial, art, Master Shaw, who gave me this. Okay. He's also a martial arts expert and master. Okay. And he could take t- you know, all these guys around us and they could all attack him at once. Mm. And I'm like, how do you react so quickly? Yeah. He says, oh no, I don't react quickly. I go back to center quickly. Mm. That's good. So, and that's what meditation truly does for me beyond the vibration, is every morning I have a center spot so, if something takes me off of that spot for the first 20 minutes a day, yes. I don't worry about this. Mm. I worry about going back to here, mm. and then this becomes an illusion. Oh, I love that. Because when you're at peace, yep. all distractions, attacking thoughts, void shortages, obstacles are just illusions. Yes. Right? We live in the will of the universe. I live in the favor That's of right. the universe. That's right. And when I'm off center, I'm not in the favor of the universe anymore. So, all I concentrate on and now, yep. do I do that a hundred percent of the time? No.
1: you can Call Nobody my does. wife, right. my employees. Right. I just do it more and more. Right. Every single week, month, and year. I want to stay on that for a second because I, a, lot, a lot of times, people that watch this too don't even really know what meditation means. They think, "Oh, does that conflict with my religion?" It doesn't at all. Meditation has—it's not a religion. It's a way of—it's a way of emptying your mind to begin with. By the way, but. It, you, sh- you should learn about meditation regardless of what your religious beliefs are, in my opinion. okay, I don't think it impacts your religion one way or the other. But you talk about those energies and I heard you talking about one time about there's like three types of energies people live in. Do you remember talking about that? Of course. And this, is, this has a lot to do, I think, with how you turn things around and this energy that you describe. What are those three types of energy? So the first type of energy is the world
0: of not enough. Yes. And I've met so many people, even that have a lot. Mm -hmm. And these are like the billionaires that commit suicide. They Mm -hmm. live in a world of not enough. And so all you do is keep attracting not enough. Yes. Then there's the world of just enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel really uh, frustrated for these people because no matter how hard they work, Mm -hmm. no matter what good intentions they have, Mm -hmm. they always live in a world of just enough. Mm. I just have enough, I just have enough. Mm. And then there's the greatest world of abundance, more than enough. More than enough. And when you live more than enough, you give freely. You're right. And you receive freely. Most people don't have a problem giving. Mm -hmm. Most people have a problem receiving. Mm. And it is a shift and I think a conflict in most people's mind. And I'll tell you how I know it. Mm. You and I both get the blessing of speaking in front of thousands of people. I love to ask this question, who here likes to give? Everyone innately, they can't even hold their hand down. Everyone raises their hand. Then I ask, real quickly, who here likes to receive? You get this energy. Wow. Some people won't even raise their hand. But even the people that do, there's this hesitation, which shows you energetically they have a problem with either not feeling worthy Mm -hmm. or not trusting the universe. Mm -hmm. They feel like, God, if I receive, I'm somehow cheating. Yes. Right. I'm not. There's this weird energy. You're right. So I help people a lot of times with living in a world of more than enough. Yes. That you actually, it's okay to receive because it creates the flow. You're emptying someone else's
1: vessel. That's right. 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 The way that you, by giving, should emptying yours. Yeah. Yeah. I I so believe that. And that's this impediment in people's lives. They're unwilling to receive the great gifts of life to themselves. And you talk a lot about. I, I love this too. About outcome. So in that same vein, as we go down here. People get confused by this with me all the time i talk all the time about having goals i think it's great to have goals but i've been the most successful in my life where i've separated my addiction to the outcome i was so addicted to outcomes all the time it, it, and what it did is it it tightened me it frustrated me it stressed me it uh, it put undue pressure on me so talk a little bit about how i think people think once i get somewhere then i'll be happy once i get this big beach house then i'll be happy once i get a boat once i And I I can tell you there are plenty of people that I live by right here that have these beach houses that still aren't happy, by the way. And I also have a whole bunch of people who don't have beach houses who live very blissfully. So I talk a lot about living in what I call like blissful dissatisfaction. What I mean by that is you can be dissatisfied and want more in your life, but there's no correlation with that with not being able to live happily and blissfully now. In other words, my bliss isn't attached to an outcome in my life, right? Can you talk about that from your perspective? So I think of anyone I've heard discuss this in the business space, because remember, this is someone who's on multiple occasions brought lots of abundance and wealth into his life over and over, not just abundance, but created it for a lot of other athletes, a lot of other people around him, a lot of business partners. So he understands this principle. It's something you really need to listen to right here. So talk about that for a second. this is a
0: critical point because we're goal-oriented people, Yes. right? We played sports, of course. You know, it's all about winning. Yep. And so what I used to do is I'd attach, once I graduate high school, I'll be happy. Yep. If I, I get a scholarship to college, I graduate. All this, and every time it occurred, I still was in the same state of mind. Yes. What I learned to do was detach the happiness, this bliss, mm-hmm. yep. from the outcome. Now, the difference is most people get concerned, like, well, how can you be motivated without an outcome? No, 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 I have outcomes and I pray every morning. This is a truly abundant thing. My first prayer every morning is, may God put in front of me 10 people that I can help. That you can help. That you can help. That I can help. And I've shifted the paradigm of value, understanding outcomes and happiness. Mm -hmm. So I used to, and maybe you'll understand this, Mm -hmm. I'm a great salesman. You are. I can oversell, back-end sell, and lie to you. (laughs) I can cheat to you. I've Mm -hmm. done it when I was in my 20s. -hmm. I would shade the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I sold stuff. Sure. It didn't make me feel good, and what happened was, I created a void for me to fill all the time. I'd make you promises, and I'd live on this premise, I'm gonna exceed everybody's expectations. That's my goal, right, from the start. First of all, talk about bullshit. Yes, right. How many times have you actually Right. in a business
1: deal, right. exceeded the other party's right. expectation. Right. Very rarely. Very rarely. Especially if you've set those expectations artificially high. Which I did. Right. The way you exceed it is by not setting them. Right. right. <laughs> right. By not charging or right. selling it. Right. And that's what I started right. doing. Right.
0: But what was cool was, I started with this prayer and then I said, what if I started the day with this energy that... God put a whole bag of $100 bills in front of me, Mm. and my job all day long was to trade $100 bills for 20. So whatever I did was I was gonna provide value. As a father, as a husband, as a business partner, as a partner, as a philanthropist, and just, you'll see, I ask everyone, either unconditionally, how can I be of service? You do. You said it to me the first time we spoke. How can I I be of service? I mean it. Yeah, I know you do. and I know that that's my biggest blessing. I'm, I'm not lazy. I no. wake up at 4 a.m. Yep. I work really hard for yep. others. Yep. And, but I also, when I work hard
1: for others, I have my intention, my focus on what I want. Yep, stay on that for a second. So yep. the power of what you're talking about for me is the intention part. So I want you to talk about intention because the power of overpromising and knowing you're lying when you say it you actually, you know, your intentions weren't pure when you say it. There's a power to just knowing what your intent is. That hundred dollar, that give a hundred to take twenty dollar, is an intention too. That I think gives you. I think it helps you. I don't want to get too technical, everybody, but it actually helps you vibrate at a faster and higher level. Talk a little bit about the power of that intention there. Yeah, well, I, taught by Wayne Dyer. Yeah, I think yep. you study yep. as well, doctor. Yep. So there's a field of intention, mm-hmm. and
0: I have a kind of uh, steroid version of what I learned from Doctor Dyer. Okay, and I believe that intention needs to be. Consistent mm. every day. Okay. Uh, persistent without fail, without quit, mm. and enjoyed for the pursuit of your potential, a higher vibration or the truth. Let me put this into context. If, for example, I can give everyone a gift, say thank you is the best intention that you can have. It gives you perspective, makes your past awesome, your present better, and your future brighter. Two awesome. words, thank you. Right. So I tell people, make an attention of yours to be grateful. If you get stopped at a life, say thank you because it probably the universe is unraveling something and saving you yes. not slowing you down oh I love that
1: right so I, I need that one it's awesome yeah I love
0: that. and so I live in this intention now here's where you get uh, where people lose your body has cellular memory mm-hmm. proven your mind has neural pathways mm-hmm. and your DNA has a memory and an energy yep that's your core energy if you don't do something every day consistently this is what happens the power of intention has an accelerator of exponential results meaning if I want to be grateful, I do it day one, it's X to the first power. Day two, to X to the second, X to the third, X to the fourth. Now I go get wasted, stay out of night, and I'm an egotistic narcissist who didn't think of others. Now it's X to the zero power. I've now zeroed out those other days. Now I start over. Yep. What happens at the end of the month is I sit there and go, wow, I did this all month. This is the way the human mind works. Yes. And I'm like, why don't I get the results that Dave gets? Yes. Well, because you zeroed it out three nights. Yep. Yep. and I'm getting to the 31st power. You're exactly right. And it's the same thing, Why like people, they just, they're 99 percenters. They don't
1: realize You're... how the body, mind and soul works. It exactly happens, by the way. The easiest place to see this is like with working out or diet, right? Those are the two of the easiest places. Don't you agree with that? Well, and for me, yeah. I'm living proof because okay. I work out X to the 31st power.
0: Okay. I do not, I'm gonna have to leave here at a certain time because yeah. I go to Stark and they're gonna train me. There you go. And I, I get, had to drop my ego to realize I need a trainer. Yes. Because right, yeah. I was still stuck at 25. Yep. to <laughs> chest drives back and by his legs right, and shoulders. Right, right. Well, for me, I travel so much. Yeah. I zeroed myself out yeah. two days ago in New York.
1: There you go, right? And That's I a, know it. You know it.
0: And when I don't, I, will, I hold about 10 extra pounds right now. Okay. I'm good cardiovascular shape, yep. but I'm carrying 10. Carrying it. But you know why? Yep. Because every month I'm zeroing, you're zeroing it two, out.
1: just two or three days, this is I'm a, watching my diet. By the way, I love this. This is huge for people to get. It's like, because you meet people that go, I'm doing it all. I'm like, no, you're not. You're missing the 1%, that 1%, I love what you said, zeroes you back out. It's a zero effect. It's a zero factor, which also is important to know. That's why what you commit to doing needs to be something that's doable and consistent. If people over-promise themselves the reason you lose self-confidence, I say all the time, is lack of self-confidence is the lack of keeping promises you make to yourself consistently. Right? And it's because you overpromise yourself, just like you overpromise the sales deal. Yeah, you're doing it to yourself. Genius. So you got to do the thirty, whatever the workout is, select that you can do. Whatever the diet is, or the phone calls are, or the meetings are, it's got to be something that mo- stretches you, but that is actually doable, that you can do consistently, so you don't zero out. Love, 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 love this. Yeah, it's and just...
0: the advice that I had was Good. given to me when I went to the gym that I went to because okay. I wasn't getting results. Is okay. they said, "We're not going to give you anything to do that you won't do the rest of your life." Perfect. And it gave me shivers. I was like, Perfect. It makes my life easy, brother. And when people tell you about these weird diets, don't you cringe? I do. I'm like, like, how are you gonna do that? You're, the rest n- you're never gonna maintain that the rest of your life.
1: Or people ask me, hey, you're in really good shape. Like, what do you do? Work out like two hours a day, seven days a week? No, I do something I can actually do forever, right? You're 100 percent right. The other thing people do that I love that you talk about, I love this by the way. <laughs> I knew we were gonna have more stuff than I can get in that I want, but I wanna keep going. So I love what you talk about. The other people think, people think often too, when it comes to working out or business or diet, I have to be world class at it in the beginning or I'm not not favored to do it in some way. You talk a lot about this like crawl, walk, run strategy. Did I say that correctly? correct. What is that?
0: So I believe that you need to crawl before you walk, before you run. In other words, there's three things that determine this potential that you have. One, skills. So how can you run if you don't have the skills to walk yet? Wow, that's good. Two is knowledge. How can you run if you don't have the proper knowledge, which most of it comes from either the internet, which is a type of mentorship, a okay. modern day mentorship, mm-hmm. or true mentorship. Okay. Asking for help. Hmm. You know, I, I just don't get people and that don't go to someone, you know, and ask, hey, you're really good at real estate yeah. grant Cardone. Yeah. Will you help me? Right. Why but do you think people don't? Ego, for sure. That's ego. why I didn't ask for help in my working out. Okay. Right. Ego my thing. ego. I, I know what I'm doing, mm. right? And meanwhile, when I went to the experts in nutrition and mm. training, it all in you know diet and all this. I was whoa, why mm. didn't I do this before? Ego. Okay. And I love when people ask me to give them my dummy tax. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To yeah. like Me,
1: I'm like, I paid some serious dues. Yeah. You might as well benefit from exactly it. Exactly right. Like, so that's, that's the point of your podcast and my podcast. It's like, learn from these dues that we've paid, right? Right. The how to. What's the? Um, I love this. What's your Form, they have this formula, like, call it like a triple A. Yeah. What is that? So it's crawl before we walk over a run leads into to
0: one thing. People, okay. I was an action person, Okay. right? I was like a bull in a china shop, okay. right? Well, I didn't think I was that intelligent or that talented, Yeah. but I knew one thing. I was like the little burrow. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna quit and I could outwork you. And I can't tell you how many multimillionaires that I've met that subscribe to the philosophy of outworking you. Yep, yep. You know, and that comes from the no quit. Yep. Persistence is huge to have. But what I learned was, what if, it's where meditation came in, what if I took uh, alignment first? Okay. Align with the universe, align with the information, be more interested than interesting, then took action. And where it really took note into my 30s and 40s was not only did I get alignment, 1A, Mm -hmm. take action, 2, but when I got alignment, I prepared for adjustment. Wow, I love that. And that not, I love that because I never prepared
1: for adjustment. I love that. <laughs> I was like a kid that <laughs> I'm gonna be a professional football player. What's your backup? Right. I don't need one. I love that. Now let's talk. Let's stay on. The, let's get in the real here. People that are watching this, we all have a lot of friends who are um, thinkers, meditators, prayers, um, and they don't ever produce results. Right. And I think the reason for that is, because there's, there's the workers, like you know, I'll work everybody, which I subscribe to, yeah. I know you do too, but having said that, I so agree with getting aligned first, but I think a lot of people go, yeah, that's puffery, because. A lot, but this is important for you to know. A lot of these folks who kind of get aligned also leave out part B. Would you agree with that, which is the work part? I have the same, And it right? almost shortchanges the message.
0: Yeah, I, I have the same, right? You're not right. going to ever find me sitting at home high on my mom's couch right. trying to manifest a Ferrari. Right, exactly. Right? That's right. not going to happen Or right. your airplane, right? right that's exactly. not going to happen. Yes. What, what I did learn is I will sit for 10 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. and, and manifest and then yes. go out very clear balanced and focused
1: on yep. what I want you, which gives me confidence which opens me up to receive you, you just literally describe what I do I mean I think we do the almost the exact same yeah. thing the other thing we're both big into I want to go through a couple like stuff yeah uh, we're both big into gratitude and the power of gratitude and how it can impact the rest of your life can you can you speak to that a little bit about how gratitude plays into your whole life it, it is the cornerstone of my life
0: it gives me perspective yeah and I try to give gratitude to everything and everyone, mm. and when I and, it, and it, I tell you, like I'm the guy who stops, and it's not about having money or not. I okay. stop and give people who need it what they need out of gratitude. It could be time. It could yeah. be a compliment. It out could be your attention, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I open a door out of gratitude, mm. and I look at everything I have, and I'm constantly fighting myself to make sure when things don't seem as if I should be grateful. It yeah. freaks people out, yeah. but like, these two words, when someone's attacking you, realize that the mathematics of the universe, if someone's attacking you, if all you hold is gratitude, they can't attack you anymore. Mm. You, you can't allow them to take your joy. They can, mm. The energy, an attack has to have attacking energy. It'll, it'll dissipate when you have gratitude. Wow! You, if someone attacks you and you say, thank you. Yeah. And you know, I really it appreciate goes, that. I mean, it takes all the energy out of the attack. So true. I, I had a good friend uh, that was having difficulty with another friend and I ended up being on his podcast because the entrepreneur wanted me to do it. Okay. And he started attacking me. On this, the show? No, called me right after. Wow. Personal attack to him. Disrespectful, you know, the ego. Need okay, to, yeah, to be offended. Yeah, yeah. And all I could say was, you know what? I did not even think about that. Mm. Thank you. Thank wow. you for teaching me how to be a better friend. And he's, You know, and gone. I'm sure our relationship being yeah. that we're so close and it did hurt your feelings yeah. will definitely survive this. Wow. But the old Dave Melcher We're going right back at him. Or preach at him. Or, yeah. And then oh. I would have created this and lost mm. a friend. Wow. I, I It's like a almost energetic ju- judo or tai no, chi, it right? is.
1: Go away. Thank you. That is wonderful, Thank man. Thank you. I need to hear that, by the it's, way. That's one for me because I'm a big gratitude guy, but not to that extent. Yeah. That's that's a place I, I can learn it. You know, yeah. I, I think sometimes I... That's good for me. It, I bet it's good for a lot of you that listen listening to this too. It's funny because I inspire and teach a
0: lot of kids. Yeah. And so if you go against gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, or effective communication, mm-hmm. I, I use the Lombardi. It's in my system because I learned that way, yeah. kind of Lombardi football coach. Yes, yes. And so now I'm trying to figure out how right. do you take a grateful approach for someone not learning gratitude? Right.
1: <laughs> thank you so much right. for not, not listening learning. to me about right. thank you. I, It's not quite working yet. But the principle applies, and you're absolutely right, because there's no... What I always do when I hear a theory... This is what I do when you should be listening to this podcast, everybody. I hear a theory, and I put it through different situations that are real-world. and does it apply. What you just said applies. There's not going to be a scenario where it it doesn't apply. That's how powerful it is. It is powerful. It's, It's super powerful. I'm curious. Talk about kids, and I read a little bit about you. You do a lot of work with kids. You alluded to that. And also in kind of nonprofit charitable work you do too. What, do you do? what is the organization you're involved with that helps with kids?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm the chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation. That's what it is, Unstoppable. Which Cynthia Kersey founded 10 years ago okay. on her 50th birthday okay, uh, and took money instead of gifts to, to help uh, kids in Africa and Kenya. Okay. So not only kids, but communities with water, education, financial uh, literacy, Good. medical care. And it's evolved, 75,000 people have been impacted. Hmm. And so now, these girls who never would have been educated, mostly girls that never would have been educated, are graduating college. That's wonderful. So I turned 50 a month and a half ago. Happy birthday, Bladed! And I'm doing 50 birthday parties. I saw this. And for the 50, I'm gonna raise over a million, notice no limitation, over a million as fast as I can in these 50 parties to build an empowerment and leadership center to take all these people we impacted and teach them how to empower others. Wow, that's wonderful. That is scaling. One thing people ask me, because I do, Warren Moon is my business partner. We have Crescent Moon Foundation. We've given hundreds of scholarships to kids to go to college, Mm. which is still important to me. Here in America, Sure. our high schools, they'll ask me, Dave, there's a lot to do in America. Why are you doing this Mm. in Africa? Watching what's going on in the world, that if we can stabilize, some of these other places, it only benefits, only benefits all here.
1: Of that's wonderful work, brother. That's so it's wonderful. really fun. No, why don't what you all know about him? That's really interesting because you're going to learn this lesson in your business too. These principles. Remember, this is a guy who attracts to him some of the top athletes in the world that he represents, right? And other agents we talk about. Let's negotiate the shoe contract, right? Let's, let's, you know, get the percentage done. Let's get you guaranteed this. And I know that's part of what you do but he takes this very unique approach, right? And the approach is almost, you begin to talk to the athletes about their giving first and what they could do with their giving and their time. Speak to that for a second, which makes you so unique. This is what I want you to hear. So unique in the space you're in, because the sports world can be very cutthroat. The dollar now, short term, short term, short term. You run a model that's different than that and a message. And again, I apply it through anything. These same principles apply if you own a dry cleaners, if you own a, a gym, if you have a, uh, you know, you run a, a life insurance business, whatever the heck your business is, this principle he's about to share with you would distinguish you, make you happier, and probably grow your business as a byproduct. It's not the reason to do it, but it would, as a byproduct, would grow your business. So talk about that. And to give credit,
0: I learned it from Lee Steinberg. Okay. He was a Berkeley guy, okay. from Jerry Maguire, okay. co-produced okay. with Cameron right. Crowe, the right. famous. Right. And he taught me, I said, why, why do you require every one of our athletes to have a foundation? Mm. He said, for two reasons. One, I know it's right. Mm. And the truth vibrates the fastest. Yep. Didn't put in those words, but that's yep. what he was saying. And then he said, But beyond that, he goes, I started learning that by giving back, I actually qualified the people I surrounded myself with. If an mm. athlete wasn't willing mm. to give back, mm. I was only going to have problems later on. Mm. And so throughout my whole career, since I've been working with Lee, mm. whether it's athletes, companies, media, or even interviews, yeah. I only do people mm. that and work with people that will give back. Every project I have has to have a charitable component or love cause it. to it, love every it. single one, I love or that we man. won't take yeah. it. I love and that. it just has really increased a collective belief or a vibration for yeah. our entire community, not
1: just our business. Don't you think it's important, I heard you talk about this and I, we both said this separate of each other, but the reason there's also power to that, by the way, it's wonderful seeds you're sowing, right? The other part of it is like, I think it's important in business that you show up different than people expect you to. Yeah. You know, I've seen you talk about that. I talk about that all the time, too. Like in my case, you know, if I've got some big arms and I've got tattoos on there, and I show up as this guy that's talking about loving people and blissful dissatisfaction and making a difference we be like, wait a minute, I thought you were gonna talk about smashing people in the face, you know? Yeah. I think that's been an advantage of mine that maybe I'm not as I appear, right? Yeah. And is that true also? Would you give that advice to somebody in business or, or Absol- even just in life? Absolutely, yeah. you, you, you have to take advantage. And I even take
0: charity, mm-hmm. and you know, my motto is make a lot of money, Mm. help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Mm. And a lot of people ask me, why, why do you say make a lot of money, Dave? You're this philanthropist. Right. I mean, pissed, right. but I do <laughs> pimp out a lot of athletes and celebrities for money. <laughs> right. So I call myself a philanthropist. But why do you do that? I said, right. because literally, if you don't have Yes. You can't give. That's right. I say that about forgiveness. Yep. If you don't forgive yourself, That's who right. can you ever forgive? That's right, baby. And so I say to everyone, make money for yourself first. Mm. You'll figure out where to put it. Yep. You're not my mom was a great catalyst. Mm. Siblings did extremely well. Sure. But My mom has to still be supported by her kids today. And it it takes away from her own pride. There you go, of course. Right, because she never cared about making money herself. Yes. And I really believe it's really important if you have the skills and knowledge and desire that you should make as much
1: money as you can and take care of, everyone around you. I believe that so much. And the point is, too, is that what Dave's sharing with you is you can't transfer to somebody that which you're not experiencing yourself. You can't give me love if you don't feel it. You can't give me gratitude. You can't give me energy. You can't give me confidence. You can't give me money. You can't give me these things if you're not experiencing them yourself. So one of the things you can tell from us talking is this man's interesting, and he's compelling, and he's different. And so I, I find myself gravitating to your content, myself, when I'm alone, because it it educates me, but it intrigues me, it challenges me, it makes me think differently. In this space, we're both sort of in a little bit. There's a lot of repeating sort of the same things to the same audience over and over. And I told you this off camera. I enjoy you because it's different and unique. And it's, I think what I would call it is it's an elevated message. It's an elevated message. How do they find these messages from you? So let them know how to find you, because I, for many of you, it's the first time in, in my audience, you may have seen Dave. Most of you know him, but if you don't, how no, do you most find most don't him? know me, let's right. be honest, right? How do they and find that's him? good,
0: because there's 3.2 billion people right. on, the internet on the internet, and most don't
1: know us. That's right. And I'm that's really
0: right. interested in how you do find out what we're teaching and share it with your friends. Sure. So at David Meltzer is the best place. Okay. Uh, Instagram, I do have DaveMeltzer.com. Okay truth is there's two Dave Meltzer's David Meltzer you Google you're gonna find everything on me right Dave Meltzer half on me half on the World Wrestling Federation guy is that right okay. who, yeah, uh, yeah. he's a sports reporter okay so one of my favorite things right. is when I get reporters <laughs> like, like they want me on XM radio and they start talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> oh and that's and so awesome and Bradley freaks out my publicist
1: he's like wrong interview you got the wrong guy yeah one time they did a whole special on it <laughs> that's <awesome. laughs> terrible and I want you all to I want you to find the right guy because I think he can help you. He helps me, I know that he can help you. So last question for you. This has just flown by me, I knew it would. Like, I have about 21 more things on here, we'll right? will do it again, on camera. <laughs> I would, no, I want to do it again on camera too right. because I know people that are watching, like, hey, have him back, right? Like, there's more. Cool. But like, what do, you, what do you want to focus on? The next five or 10 years, you have your and I know there's some ambiguity to it, of course, but like you've got your sports agency, you've got your your philanthropic work, right? You've got this space you're now, in, which his podcast is awesome, by the way. So, what are you focused on? What are kind of your ambitions the next five years of your life? Do you have, I know you don't have a specific I, window on it, but it's, in that it's window. generally
0: content. So, I bought a media company, okay. and I have a TV show called Elevator Pitch, which yes. is Shark Tank with soul, mentoring mm-hmm. young yes. entrepreneurs. Yep. But I I want to truly keep my frequency, that thing that you talk about elevating. Yes. So I believe elevate others to elevate yourself. Mm. And so I want to create through just my normal life really cool content that empowers people. And Love it. And, and not just motivates, but inspires. Yep. Motivation is short term, right? Right. It'll get you that 99%. Yes. But if someone's inspired, yep. they're gonna look like you. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's right, right, exactly. right. right. Exactly. You're, You're an inspired guy. That's right. That's why I wanna be able to people say, mm. man, the tears in their eyes Thank you so much, you changed my life. Mm. Even one of those that I get,
1: it makes like my whole life. Yeah, you know, if anybody who sat across from me, because you're the most, you're congruent. Like what you say is who you are. Now, now, now.
0: Right, because I used to be the guy yeah. I, I say now, hate me for who I am, love me for who I'm not. I mean, love me for who I am, hate me for who I'm not. I yeah. used to want everyone to love me. Me too. So there was no congruency in my life right. at all. I right. was a chameleon. Yeah. yeah. And I was weak. Yeah. And I was ego-driven. And yeah. everyone admired someone that didn't exist. It didn't even exist with some now character. I'm an
1: illuminator. Right. Like, I'm
0: the guy that lost all my money. Yeah. I've had some serious problems. Mm. But I know how to live my life,
1: and I'm going to continue to get better. Yeah, you are, a brother, and you helped me today. Like, I, I've got my own notes my that person. I took down in the interview. But I really loved this. This is Dave Meltzer, everybody. I want you to find him on social media. I want you to engage with his content. I really thank you, brother, so much, man. Such a good conversation. All I ask of you, you know this, everybody, both he and I do our podcasts, our programs for free. We just want to serve the world to make a difference. All I ask in return, if you wouldn't mind, It's whatever platform you watch this on. Make a comment, give us a little like, or make a review, most importantly, so it moves up the rankings and people in these other countries we've discussed today get access to this wonderful content they wouldn't get otherwise. So give it a review. God bless you, everybody. Max out.
0: This is the Ed Milet Show. Brought to you by Ass Kicking.